Okay, so guys, it's been a hot minute. I'm excited, excited to be back, excited to be back on the podcast and sharing again. Um, like I say, it's been a real hot minute since I did my last podcast and a lot has gone on, a lot has gone down, a lot has changed in my life and I'll be completely honest and open with you guys that the reason uh, I took some time out from sharing was because I didn't know how to share this new season, this new journey. I wasn't quite sure. I lost my voice for a while. I think that's the safest way to, to put it. I lost my voice. I lost how I wanted to share my voice and I had to kind of fall back into me and do some thinking and learning and growing on my own to move through this period, this season. Um, I think I'm now in a place of moving forwards in a more positive light. I think I've come through the more darker, challenging times. I think I've learned a lot on the way, along the way. Um, and I finally feel ready to share. And I hope by now sharing this new journey that I'm on, I will help others through that are going through this journey, that are embarking on this journey, that are going through similar struggles at the moment. So this new kind of episode that I'm going to be sharing is going to just be a recap on what has happened since I spoke to you last. It's going to be me sharing about this new life that I'm on as a single person after a separation and sharing what that feels like. I'm going to be covering still about my business and how I work my business around two children from obviously a very different perspective now as a single person. Um, and I'm going to share about the struggles that I am dealing with as a single person with lockdown and everything else, really. I'm going to share it all. So today I'm just going to start off by sharing about what's happened since I last spoke to you guys. I'm not going to share the why on here of the separation because I truly believe that is personal to myself and Matt. Um, but I'm going to share the aftermath of the decision that I made. But I want to make today's episode purely a catch-up, purely about what's happened. So I'm going to dig straight in. Here we go. So lockdown for me was a bit different, was a bit different. The first lockdown that we went into at the beginning of the year was an unusual time. Me and the kids were kind of enjoying lockdown, just getting our heads around lockdown, learning about lockdown like everybody else. And one fateful afternoon, I just taught my online classes. I'd just done my online PE classes for the kids that were off school. The kids were at home. Matt and Francesca had gone out for a nice long walk and me and Teddy were just at home chilling in the garden. It was hot. It was sunny. And we were talking about how it seemed like someone was having a barbecue near us. And both of us kept mentioning this barbecue and how it seemed like it was getting really out of control. And then Ted came back outside to me after going inside to make some bagels. And he was like, something's burning. And I was like, have you burnt the bagels again, Ted? I was like, no, mum, there's like black smoke and it's, it's quite bad. Can you smell it? I was sunbathing in the garden in a bikini. And uh, yeah, I could smell this burning. And it did seem like it was getting worse. And I could start to see smoke and... So loudly, I kept very loudly answering Teddy, saying, someone's just having a barbecue and they're burning something in the hope that my neighbour that I thought was having the barbecue and burning stuff would pay attention to that and sort their frigging barbecue out. 
So again, left it for a little bit longer. And eventually this black smoke started to pour over the garden that I was sunbathing in. So I went round to the side of our house where our garage is and saw smoke pouring out of the studio that I have at the back of the garage, which is like a shed. Um, And my first thought was that because it was made of glass on one side where the windows were, that the sun had shone through the window so brightly and had caught something in the studio on fire. So without thinking, I walked up to the shed and opened the door. And as I did open the door, the whole thing literally imploded. It's the only way I can explain it. Fires were everywhere. I could see from that point then that the garage was also on fire and so was the porch that attached our garage to our house. So panic kicked in because the fire was big. The fire was raging out of the roof now and things were smashing and the upstairs windows started to smash and the fire started to go into the upstairs of our house. Um, Grabbed Teddy and had to get out of our house, obviously. The exit to our garden was where the fire was. There was no other way out of the garden apart from that route where the fire was, so we couldn't go through there. And when we came back into the house, the porch that we had to go out with also was on fire, and black smoke was bellowing through the roof of that. We literally took ourselves and our phones that were in our hands at the time out of the house. And as we came outside our front door, our neighbours were actually in the process of breaking the front door down because they'd seen the fire. They'd already called the fire brigade. Um, And me and Teddy made it out absolutely fine. But the house was, by this point, on fire, burning very, very, very fiercely. The fire brigade turned up very quickly I just want to remind everyone that this was lockdown and I was outside in public in a bikini um, after doing a workout, a very sweaty mess, in a bikini, um, outside. Teddy had a pair of shorts on, no shoes. We both had no shoes on. And neighbours started to pour from everywhere. And it was pretty mortifying on top of the fact that my house was on fire. I couldn't get in touch with Matt and Francesca. Wasn't answering his phone. Managed to call my parents. They whizzed round. Um, they could see the fire from their house at the other side of the town from where we live in, the smoke. Uh, so it was pretty, pretty big, pretty bad fire. One of my neighbours very kindly got me some clothes. And then the, the shock, once I was actually dressed, was that my house and everything I owned was on fire. And we wasn't going to be going back home. The fire brigade worked hard for a couple of hours and finally managed to put the house out. But in the process of doing that, the upstairs of the house was really damaged from the fire and the downstairs ended up being really flooded from the fire brigade working so hard from the upstairs of our house to put the fire out. The garage, the the big shed kind of studio that we had at the back of the house was completely gone There wasn't anything left in it at all. Not one piece of anything survived. It was just dust. Everything was dust. Uh, So we then stood basically outside our house in shock uh, about five hours after this all started, speaking to the fire brigade about how we obviously now were homeless, wasn't allowed back into the house because it was unstable. Everything in the house was now water damaged and smoke damaged or burnt. COVID was in full force at this point. So the firemen were trying to stay by the social distancing rules, trying to make sure everybody out on the streets went home. 
Um, and then over the next couple of days, we moved into my parents because we couldn't get in touch with the insurance companies because of COVID, because it was so new. But we had an outpouring from our local community that basically got us set up with clothes and looked after us. And we moved into my parents. One of our friends reached out to us with a rented house that we could have because the estate agents were still currently closed. Uh, the insurance company finally came back to us and offered us a hostel. Um, but yeah, we took the, the rented house off a friend. So we moved into the rented house with the clothes off our back and some donated bits of furniture. It was a shock, to say the least, to the children, especially Francesca, who went out for a walk one day and then came home to a different house. Teddy obviously had seen the fire, experienced the fire and gone through the shock of seeing his house being burnt down. We had gone through that shock and we tried very hard over the next couple of days to look after our kids and pour into our kids as much as possible while dealing with the horrendous process of trying to contact people in insurance and find out where we stood and know if we were covered and find out all the things you need to find out once you've been through a fire. Thankfully, the fire brigade pointed us in the right direction and gave us lots of advice and lots of support. Thankfully, we're part of an amazing community and I don't think you realise how important community is until you go through a, something in your life where you lose everything and it's because of your community you can get through it and survive it. So we moved into this new rented house. The kids at first were extremely excited about moving into the new house. They were, you know, so excited. We had a house near the river. They had bigger bedrooms. The house was on three floors. But after the excitement wore off, we realised that the kids were struggling. They were struggling not having their home comforts, not having their creature comforts, their toys, their belongings, their bed covers, their clothes... We couldn't get clothes online because of lockdown. We couldn't buy anything online because of lockdown. I couldn't get the puzzles that Boo, my little girl, uses. We couldn't get the games that my son plays. They lost their bikes. They lost their scooters. We lost everything sports-wise that we own. And everyone was doing the bike riding thing and going out on bikes and playing football. And we couldn't even get a football online at one point. We couldn't get a paddling pool for the garden. And it was the hype for summer and lockdown. <clears throat> So we made the best of it. We made the best of it. We then had the added pressure <clears throat> through lockdown of trying to homeschool our children. We had no laptops. We had no devices. The house we was in for some reason, the internet just was a nightmare trying to get internet fitted there. And the house literally seemed to block any 4G possible. So it was extremely hard to try and run my business, do the kids online learning um, and it was just a very, very stressful, very stressful hard time. Francesca struggled to sleep at the new house. She found the new house scary of night times. And I think both of them were having a bit of post-traumatic shock with regards to the fire, as I certainly was. I was waking up in the night thinking I could smell fire. I was waking up in the night thinking I could hear alarms going off. Anytime someone had a bonfire or a barbecue around us, it definitely sent us back into a place of fear and panic. Um, and I think the first month was just a very panicky, scary month being in the rented house. It took us all a while to settle down. It took us a while to kind of find our feet and get some clothes and, you know, just come to terms with what we'd gone through. But 
it it took a minute. It really took a minute. My online stuff that I was doing with regards to teaching classes online and doing my PE classes online through lockdown had to stop because we just could not get the internet working at the new house. And then there was financial implications that hit us as well. We was also paying rent on a new house. We were paying a mortgage on our house that was burnt. We were still paying bills on the house that was burnt. We were still having to pay bills on the rented house while the insurance companies fought with us and argued with us about what they paid out on and what they didn't pay out on and how quickly they would pay out on things. Um, And just trying to survive, I think we went into that place of trying to survive. The longer it went on, the more I realised I really needed to start working on me and I really needed to start focusing on me again because I couldn't serve the people around me, my children, and Matt, in a, in a way that's going to help them why I was in such a state, why I was emotionally so drained, while I was fraught, while I was panicky, while I was depressed, why I was in the state of mind of why me, why us, this isn't fair, how could this happen, and anger and bitterness and resentment to everything in the world. So I realised I really needed to work on me. And I think it's because of the last two and a half years at the time of training for my business and the personal development that I do for my business and the leaders that I work with in my business, the entrepreneurs and the inspirational speakers that I've listened to over the past two and a half years, those trainings, that kind of routines that I'd been using for so long, those practices started to flood me, started to like pinch me, slap me, kick me, whatever you want to call it and wake me up to say, Liz, you can't carry on like this. This isn't helping anyone you're not serving anyone, you need to change, you need to sort yourself out. And I don't know where I'd been if I hadn't had those wake-up calls. And those wake-up calls only happened because of the journey I'd been on for the past two and a half years. So I went pretty hard into my personal development. I went pretty hard into reading leadership books and meditating hard. Like I was meditating like a ninja three, four times a day, focusing on my breathing flooding my brain with podcasts and listening to things while doing the the homeschooling and the cooking and the cleaning and being a mum and worrying about her children that had just gone through this trauma and trying to protect her children through lockdown and entertain them and make sure they got exercise and make sure they did all the things and not too much screen time. And it was hard, but slowly... I started to feel my power come back. Slowly, I started to feel the control in the situation come back and I started to know that I needed to work out. I needed to start training myself again. I needed to be in training. I needed to train to get through this horrific situation. So I picked one of my own online programs, what I would tell a client to do, what I would tell one of my customers to do. And I I picked an 80-day program because I knew it was going to be a long journey and they were an hour workout a day. I was in lockdown. I had the kids at home. I needed some me time. I needed to focus on me. I needed to fall into my nutrition. I'd lived on donuts and takeaways for over a month at this point. I had most definitely gained some weight. It was over a stone in weight, which was contributing to me feeling lazy, me feeling lethargic and down on myself and sad. So I went into my training, I went into my personal development and I did all the things that 
we are told every day by successful people to do if we want to be successful, but we so easily forget to do them when times get hard. And I did that. I forgot to do them. But I slowly found that power back for me and I slowly started working on myself and pouring some love into me. And the more I poured that love into me, the more my children started to flourish again, the more our home life started to flourish again, the happier the kids seemed, the kids could see me working out, they started joining me for workouts, was getting outside more, we were playing more, we were talking more, we were dealing with things more. It wasn't easy, but we were moving through it. We were moving through it and we were starting to shine. My business started to flourish to a level I'd never seen it flourish before. And because of that home business, because of that business that I could work from my phone, from my laptop, in and around the kids homeschooling, in and around me still taking time for me, I could see power coming back into my life. And I also reminded myself of the beauty of what I do that sometimes I took it for granted how blessed I am to have this kind of business in this kind of world that we live into, live, are living in today. And my business started to flourish because I was pouring back into me and because I was sharing about what I was going through and I was sharing how these workouts each day were saving me, were saving me, were helping me find joy again. And I felt joy Even though I was going through what I was going through, I was finding joy in waking up each morning again. I was finding that I felt magic in every day again. I was looking at the day as a blessing again. I saw the situation as a blessing and I started to realise how lucky I was. And I started to practice gratitude hard. And yes, we had lost everything. We had been through something traumatic, but we had each other. We were safe. We were happy and we were healthy. And that gratitude helped me process the loss, helped me grieve the loss of what I was going through, helped me stay strong and gave me purpose to help other people through it. We then went through the next stage of our our lockdown, which was a personal journey that myself and my husband went through that sadly resulted in us separating. And that obviously took its toll and that led to lots of different repercussions for my children, emotions for me and the children and for Matt. You know, it was an extremely hard time to have gone through what we had gone through and then to go through that again. And like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to share the why, but I am going to share the aftermath of that decision that I made. And I made and I found that that was the most selfish decision I've ever made in my life the hardest decision I've ever made in my life and a decision that I knew from the bottom of my heart affected the people I loved the most in a painful way. And it was my choice to put them through that and it was my choice to put that pain on my children and that is something that I struggled with and fought with myself on daily Um, I knew that with a click of a finger and a few words, I could stop everyone's pain and put everything back together again. And but I knew deep down that I couldn't do that at that point in my life. So we went through a moment, we went through this horrific time in our life. And then we went through this second horrific time in our life. And we survived the first part. We survived it through personal development, through working out, through finding joy in the day, through finding love. 
And then we walked into our second emotional dark period and trauma in our lives. Um, And I'm going to share more on that on my second episode in how and what it felt like to go through that. Again, nothing too personal, just the feelings that I experienced, just the the hard times that I experienced and what the fears were that I went through. Um, and I'm hoping by sharing this journey with you all today, you will understand the background of what we've gone through over the last couple of months. So as I dive into the next part of these podcasts, which I'm hoping will help women, possibly men as well. I don't know if it will help men coming from a women's point of view, um, will help women that are possibly going through the same journey as me, that have maybe gone through separation, that are struggling in separation, that are struggling being on their own, that this may help. Um, and I'm hoping that it will find an audience that needs to hear this. And I'm hoping that it will find an audience that possibly needs someone to talk to and can reach out to me. But for today, that's just the background of what's been happening in our lives for the the last seven months. And on the next episode, I'm going to share more about my point of view, my feelings, my struggles, my emotions, going through that initial part of a separation. Any questions, anything you guys ever want to speak to me about, anything you'd like me to cover on these um, episodes as I start talking more about separation and dealing with separation and dealing with guilt of separation and dealing with loneliness from a separation, feel free to drop me your topics, drop me what you want covered, and I can share from my heart, from my truth, from my point of view, and hope that helps. But reach out to me anytime.